was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. Women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men empower women entrepreneurs. Women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor, Essex. Women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. Women were underrepresented in every single area. We can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Found that they had imposter syndrome. In terms of Rise Windsor, Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs. And that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time are designed to really celebrate women. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. I've officially teamed up with Rise Windsor Essex to bring you stories of Windsor Essex's very own female entrepreneurs. We're here to celebrate women in the area who have made it happen. Today, I'm speaking with Lindsay from Urban Artistry. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Yes, I'm excited. So how about we start off with having you tell us just a bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, my name is Lindsay Petchelet. I moved to Windsor from London, Ontario, actually. Um, I've worked in the construction, architectural, engineering uh, world for a couple of years and then I moved into the education sector where I helped to create a post diploma program for Fanshawe College. Um, I've also taught for St. Clair College and was the manager of their research and development department for a short time. Uh, I actually still teach fully online for Fanshawe College and I still work um, with the research and development department for St. Clair College utilizing the large virtual reality cave here in Windsor. Um, so I do all that while I'm managing and running Urban Artistry. Uh, the business itself, we focus on providing rentals for all different types of occasions. Um, ideally, this idea came to mind when uh, I actually got married a year ago and I did all of the um, decorations, decor and everything for my wedding. And I realized there was a big need in the industry. I talked to a lot of other people getting married and uh, they kind of did the same thing. And then they talked about how expensive it really got once you started purchasing all the things for the event or for your wedding or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's kind of how my business came to light and um, I decided to kind of hone in on that need and go from there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely a lot of things on the go there. And so I guess to start off, when you were creating the pieces for your own wedding, where did you learn the art of that, of creating those different um, rental aspects? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always loved design. I've always loved creating things. Art, even when I was younger, you would always find me uh, with a pile of crafts around me. Um, so essentially, you know, I've always loved design really in the raw form of the word. And that's why I went to school for architecture. Um, 
once I started working in the field and you know, completing uh, projects in architecture, it, I always felt like I was missing something and it was really um, the building aspect of it. So I always had the design aspect, but I always missed the building part. So um, urban artistry essentially allows me to create these items and, and not only create them, but also design them and build them, uh, which really truly encompasses the entire construction process. I essentially am someone who always will wake up and have an idea and I know that I have the access to the resources to make that idea come to life. So when I decided to create Urban Artistry, uh, I really just kind of went to the internet. <laughs> I went to YouTube. I started watching a bunch of woodworking videos. I also follow a lot of really great people on Instagram uh, for woodworking and they post like tips and tricks all the time. Um, for example, there's Bourbon Moth and Dusty Lumber Company. Um, and then my husband, he also really enjoys woodworking. So if you notice, a lot of my rental pieces are, uh, at least they start with some form of woodworking or some form of uh, building. So it's really great that I have him as well. I can lean on him if I try to attempt something that maybe I shouldn't attempt because it could be unsafe with uh, me not knowing exactly what I'm doing. Or maybe I just... Uh, and trying it for the first time and I really have no idea what I'm doing. So he'll lean in and kind of help me with that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, I love that and how you were able to sort of teach yourself all those different aspects to it. And I guess with that too, you had said sometimes you'll just wake up with an idea of something um, to create. Is there any other ways that you find inspiration um, for what type of products you want to make? Yeah, absolutely. So really, Inspiration, if you're looking for it, you can really find it anywhere. Um, as I mentioned, I follow a lot of the social media accounts that give me inspiration. I belong to a lot of email lists for companies for like florals and hobby stores. And sometimes they just will send out the regular flyer and something will spark my interest on there. And I'll say, oh, you know, maybe I can grab that and throw that onto here and that will look really nice. Um, I follow all the latest trends for the event seasons to see what's currently in style and what they predict will come in style soon. Um, and then sometimes it's just a matter of I'm out shopping for other things and then I just happen to see something in a store uh, that will kind of spark creativity and, and uh, I'll buy it and kind of see where I can put it with something else and um, make something beautiful out of it. Yeah, absolutely. That that definitely makes sense. And um, you, so it's a fairly new business. Um, you have recently launched during the pandemic. Can you tell us a bit about what this was like for you? Uh, yeah, so to be quite honest, it was great for me. <laughs> the pandemic actually allowed me to create my business while giving me a break from my everyday uh, lifestyle and priorities that would have usually taken precedence over it. So before the pandemic, I always knew that I wanted to start a business like this. I had been thinking about it for um, a couple of years. However, uh, at that time, I was truly unsure how to actually be able to find the time to launch it um, and to work at it. So the pandemic allowed me to kind of step back and, and take the time and, and uh, be able to make that come to life. You know, it, it, it wasn't a concern to me about the current state of, you know, the world in terms of the pandemic, simply just because I was in the startup phasing and I wasn't truly looking for clientele at that time. Um, I was just focused on building up the company, building up the business and building up the products. 
Right. Absolutely. And then I guess with that too, you know, you said this is when you had found, found the time to start running your own business, um, but you, are, you do still have other jobs as well. How do you manage your time now between all of these different things? Yeah. So that is a great question. I mean, I guess manage your time is a bit of a, a loose term when you're an entrepreneur. I think I speak for all entrepreneurs when I say that uh, you you work whenever you have free time. And when you have your free time, or if you're trying to do something else, you're still thinking about your business. It's in the back of your mind. So, um, you know, when you start your own company, it is usually something that you love to do. So I wouldn't really consider it work. So it's not really a struggle to manage time. It's not dreading it to work on it. However, if I did have to answer the question, I would say that I manage my time best with uh, schedules and a calendar. So every little thing that I know that I need to accomplish that day, I'll put into my calendar and I'll have various alerts that alert me throughout the day. And then I'll just stay up that day until I've accomplished everything that I said I would accomplish in my calendar for that day. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely some really great tips and definitely very, very dedicated there. So that's, that's great to hear. And then also with your business, you know, recently being launched, how have you been going about for marketing it? Recently, um, I've just been doing, you know, word of mouth. I have my business cards. I've dropped them off at local venues um, and kind of, you know, they have a bigger market currently than what I do and a bigger clientele. So um, I've sat down with a couple different venues and just talked about, you know, what I do and what I offer and, and directed them to my website. And, you know, if they have any people that they're working with that are looking for a type of service that um, that I do, then they could recommend me and that would be wonderful. I also post, of course, on social media. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then, of course, sitting down and doing podcasts with you, Sarah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, that, that's great. And um, I'm curious too, you know, you, you worked as a teacher and in architecture and then sort of came about the entrepreneurial world, starting your own business. Um, what's something that you've learned about yourself through this process of starting and creating your own business? Yeah, so I've learned that I'm actually really messy <laughs> when I'm being creative. Uh, so the the shop area was really my husband's before I kind of came in and, and took over. And now I've realized how unclean that shop has actually been since I've been in it. <laughs> and he's actually reminded me quite often how unclean I leave it constantly. <laughs> so I didn't realize how, how messy I was. Um, and I'll say messy when I'm being creative, because I would say that in everyday regular life, my, my house is in order, but uh, in the shop, it's one of those things where you kind of get going. And then at the end of the day, I don't want to clean anything up because I just know that I'm going to wake up the next day and go right back out there. And I just want to continue where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that definitely makes sense. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then has there been sort of a big challenge that you've had to overcome while starting out? Um, you know, and what did you do during this time to overcome this? Yeah, so brand awareness would probably be my biggest challenge. And I don't mean brand awareness in terms of marketing. It's more so of you know, understanding that it is all right for other people to be launching and doing the same type of business or providing the same 
type of service that I'm hoping to provide, but also learning how to stand out from the crowd with my business. Um, so I overcame this. I buy, you know, I post to social media a lot, mostly Instagram about what people want before I actually make anything. So this allows me to already have a pre-built clientele that already want the product rather than me designing something, building something, and then trying to sell it to them. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, smart to see, you know, it's like they say to make sure it's a product that people actually want and people will do. And you actually ran a really cool um, contest sort of around that. If you want to share a bit about that, that contest you ran. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone knows that when you're going to have an event, um, especially girls, we hit up Pinterest. So everyone has these boards of, you know, their inspiration boards and what they hope their event is going to look like. And um, a lot of the time people post stuff on there and then they kind of just, it's hopeful, wishful dreaming. And then they put it aside and they go on with their regular day. So my contest that I hosted was pretty much hey, go and access those Pinterest boards, find your inspiration, tell me something that you really want at your next event, send it to me. And if I pick your name out of the hat, uh, the photo that you sent me, I'm going to build. So the, the last person that actually won that contest was um, a Sarah, <laughs> actually. Um, and uh, she, I'm going to be building a uh, very large coffee cart for her for her next event that she'll be able to rent completely for free. Wow. Yeah. I love that idea. And it, it turned out to be such a cool product. So I'm excited to see sort of how that turns out. And then also in terms of your running the business, what advice would you give to someone who is maybe just starting out or is looking to start a business um, or maybe something that you wish you had known when you were first starting out? Yeah, I would say go for it. <laughs> There's lots of people all the time in your life, especially in the entrepreneur world and you're even your, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but your close friends and family, um, that'll tell you how much work it is and, you know, how many startups don't succeed. Um, but, you know, if you really want it, ignore that negativity, push through it, put in the work and do it because the end result of owning your own company and loving what you do every single day, nothing will ever compare to that. And you'll never sit back once you've made it that point. You'll never sit there and say, oh, I had to work all these hours and put all this time into it. You won't even remember all that because you'll be essentially living your dream. Yes, absolutely. I think that's an amazing piece of advice. Um, I definitely agree. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're out there living your dream of creating urban artistry and um, all the amazing products you've been creating. Um, and do you have any future plans for your business that you'd like to share? So I recently was able to get my hands on a 1970s mini truckster. And if you don't know what that is, I encourage you to Google it. They're very, very neat little trucks. Um, they're three-wheeled trucks. Uh, I was very excited when I found it online because I haven't been able to find a company in Canada that actually makes them, so I would have had to import it. Uh, but I found this uh, one on Kijiji of all places, and I drove 13 hours um, to go and pick it up, and it was absolutely worth it. It is so unique, and I'm actually going to be converting it into a mobile beverage and dessert truck. So I'll be renovating that throughout the winter and into the spring. And I hope to have that av available for rent uh, come next summer 2021. 
Wow, that sounds amazing. I'm, I'm so excited to see and I'll definitely have to look up sort of what that truck looks like as well. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited to see the outcome of that. And um, where can people go online to find your business to see all of these great projects you have coming up? Yeah, so you can go directly to our website at www.urbanartistry.ca or you can find us on Instagram or you can find us on uh, Facebook under Urban Artistry underscore YQG. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing all of your great business advice and telling us all about urban artistry. And I'm, I'm so excited for it and to see you know, where it goes and all those future plans. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners here today? Just thank you so much, Sarah, for having me today. And I really look forward to helping anyone with their event in the future. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.